Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Boyle, and today we're going to be chatting about how can you give yourself permission to do less? Now, I know as a mum and a business owner, this is something that I struggle with personally and something that I know speaking to a lot of people that people can battle with as well. I also think after the last couple of years with everything that we've been through and especially here in Melbourne, Australia, where we were the number one lockdown city in the world, we had long periods of time where we were forced to do less because we couldn't leave the house. So we couldn't go about our daily lives. And, you know, a lot of us kind of enjoyed some of that downtime. Definitely not all, okay? Definitely not being in lockdown, but just the nature of slowing down a bit more and not feeling like every part of your day is scheduled and booked out and having to run from one appointment to the next. So delving into this more, it's more than just cutting things out of your timetable, because I know I've said before, you know, it would be nice to, to do less, but do I say to my kids, oh, well, I'm sorry, you can't do dancing because, you know, we want to do less and not have to be out as much. For me, no, that's not one way that I can look at creating less appointments in my life. So it's looking at other smarter ways that we can feel like we're doing less, even though we're being really efficient in what we do. And there is what, you know, that's where the key lies is in efficiency. So we want to be able to do less, but still have that same outcome or that same productivity. And how are we going to go about doing that? Well, the first thing I think that we can think about is creating a plan. So looking at what our purpose is, is our purpose to do less because we want more time with our kids, because we want to feel less stressed. So really diving into why we want to do less. Is it because we want more time to be able to do an activity that we really enjoy, like reading, or it could be so or something like that. Uh, Maybe you feel that your health is suffering and that you're not prioritizing, you know, your exercise or eating well because you just feel so busy, you know, having to commute an hour to work and each way and then be at work all day and you're exhausted by the time you get home. So I think thinking about what our purpose is for why we want to do less is a really good and big starting point because that is then going to shape what we do. And then from there, if we can figure out some sort of a plan, you know, of how we're going to achieve this, and it's not going to be easy and it might not be straightforward. But what I mean by that is if you are, you know, you want to do less and you want to carve out time into your day to fit in a workout or exercise, then it's being efficient with our time, you know, our work time. And we can do that by having plans and by time blocking. So time blocking is when you set aside or block out times to do certain tasks. And you can be a little bit, you know, generous in these times. But if you can estimate sort of 
you know, the amount of time that you're going to take and block that time out, then that can be a really great way to create efficiency because you know you've got that allotted amount of time. It's put into your diary as an appointment, so you're not going to miss it and procrastinate and go on social media instead of doing that activity, just as an example. So definitely having some plans in place and time blocking can help. We can also stick to just some really simple healthy habits. So, you know, that might be getting up, you know, at a decent time in the morning that allows us enough time to fit things in. So if we wanted to do a workout in the morning, we might have to get up 20 or 30 minutes earlier so we can fit in that workout. And then also with that, rather than feeling like we're going to get up and we're going to do a workout, but we have no idea what our workout is going to be, we can make sure that we have a pre-selected video ready to go or a workout routine that we know we're going to do five stretches and what order we're going to do them in. So again, you've got that plan. And so you don't get down on your mat and you go, oh, this kind of feels nice. I'll just roll my legs to the side and I'll close my eyes and then I'm tired. And then you don't end up doing very much at all in that 20 minutes. So I'm always talking about creating efficiency and creating a life that suits us and that works for us and that doesn't feel hard and stressful. And that comes back in our workouts too. So if we're only going to do a 20 minute workout, then we need to work in that 20 minute workout. Rolling around on the floor feels nice, but it's really not going to get us the results that we want, which is why that I created all my workouts and that within the membership and they're anywhere between sort of five minutes and an hour, but majority of them around that 15 minute to 30 minute mark so that you can have that really efficient workout. You can have that plan, follow that video, get the workout in and then move on to your next task. So definitely having that workout plan in place is a really good thing to do. And on that line of healthy habits, healthy habits like, you know, having your breakfast, knowing what you're going to have for breakfast, whether or not you've prepped it the night before because you've done a bit of chia pudding or maybe on the weekend you cooked up a batch of muesli. But again, having healthy food at home ready to go can be really helpful in helping you stay on track and doing less. So I know myself, there's nothing I loathe more than having to go to the supermarket, you know, two, three times a week. So if you can sit out, you know, have all your regular staples, maybe do one shop a week or look at your online shopping options nowadays. There's a lot of delivery options that are really super cheap. I know the ones in our local area, you can get your shopping delivered for you for two to four dollars, which, you know, is absolutely nothing. It's having a personal shopper at your fingertips to go out and choose all your shopping for you and bring it to your door for $2, which is, you know, pretty affordable for pretty much everybody. But the time it would take you to, you know, sit online, and especially once you kind of create your shopping lists online or your favorites, you can do that whole order. Well, I know I can do my whole shopping order in about 10 minutes and, you know, from start to go. Now, if I had to drive down to the supermarket and do the shop, even with being efficient, it's probably going to take me a good 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, when you're there, you often pick up other things. So, you you know, buying other things that maybe you don't need, or you've got kids that plead and ask for certain things to be put in the trolley. So you've kind of got that extra hassle and stress. So if you are looking at doing less, that's another thing that you can add in that's really really low cost, but can save you a lot of time and stress as well.
Another thing I that I think is a great idea is meal prepping. And I know I talked about that a lot on the podcast, but you know, it doesn't have to be, even if you're not a huge meal prepper, give it a go, you know, just on a Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, see if you can, you know, cook up your dinner for that night, but make a slightly larger batch so that you've got an extra meal or two during the week or your lunches. Uh, I know what I've started doing is on the weekend, I might make a banana bread and I'll make a batch of muffins or cookies at the same time. So then for the next sort of two weeks, I've got lunchbox treats for my kids and it's done in the one go. And when I'm in the middle of baking and I'm making a banana bread, while that's in the oven baking, I then make the next thing that generally doesn't take as much time to cook. So things like cookies that take 10 minutes or whatever. And by the time that I've made, you know, the batch of cookies, the banana bread's cooking, I can put the cookies in on the tail end of the banana bread and I actually have like two things come out at the same time. So even batch cooking and baking and everything can be frozen. So what I also like to do is if I'm making that batch of cookies, we might not want to eat them straight away. So I'll just, you know, dollop them out onto the trays in their portions. I'll freeze them straight away and then... I don't even have to cook them. So when I want them, I can just put six cookies in at a time into the oven, bake them fresh, and then we have them. So, you know, being really smart with your time and finding these sort of systems that work for you, I think is really key. And that's, you know, the thing is creating these systems and they're going to be different for everybody. And you might have systems at home and you might have systems at work too. So that's the other area to touch on is that we can be productive and do less at work rather than having to feel this need of being busy all the time, which creates stress. So batching at work is the same sort of thing. I know for me that doing emails, you just have a couple of times a day where you check your emails rather than checking them, you know, every time an email comes in, because if you're anything like me, your inbox fills up pretty quickly throughout the day and you can go through and reply to those emails and you might set it depending on how, you know, time dependent things are for you with your work. You might do it twice a day, once a day, three times a day, but you can just set that time aside so that you can do all your emails in one go. So batching whatever you're doing for creating content or working on a project, even turning your phone on silent or, you know, putting it away in a drawer and making sure that you can block out some time where you're not going to be distracted when you're doing things for work can be really great to help you become more efficient and really produce the work that you need to without feeling like you're getting that stress or overwhelm. Hi, everyone. I'm interrupting this podcast just quickly to let you know about Lean 14. If you want to have more energy, lose weight, start moving and just feel really good again, but maybe you're not sure where to start, then definitely check out my program Lean 14. Now, Lean 14 is a complete program with a 14-day food and meal plan, recipes, shopping lists, Pilates workouts, templates for meal prepping and goal setting, as well as video training to help you kickstart your health and fitness. It really provides you with an easy to follow, clear plan of where to start with your diet, nutrition, looking after yourself, and the best bit, you can start at any time and there's no crazy food or expensive equipment or complicated instructions involved. It's really simple, it's easy, and best of all, it's effective. And I don't want you to miss out. 
To grab it now, simply head over to the show notes and click the Lean 14 link or head on over to the Mind Movement Health website and under the Programs tab, you can hit Lean 14. Now, this program is based on my 18 years of experience of working in the health and fitness field and the results that I've gotten for thousands of women that I have worked with during that time. So head on over to the show notes and check it out because it will change your life. Now, I also want to touch on guilt because I feel like guilt becomes a really big thing, maybe as a woman, as a parent, as a parent that is working and being at home. I know myself, you're often sort of feeling guilty that you should be spending more time with your kids or more time in the business or more time doing something else and doing things for other people. And we often, you know, put ourselves last a little bit further down the chain. We put our family first and maybe we put our work commitments first and then what we need to do to look after ourselves, we might put last. And that's where if we're really looking and giving ourselves permission to do less, then what we need to do is put ourselves first. We need to think and prioritize about our self-care and what is going to work for us. And again, this is where we can sit down, write out what we want for ourselves. Maybe we want to lose 10 kilos. Maybe we want to be able to run 10 kilometers. Maybe we want to be able to lift 20 kilos in the gym. Whatever it is, we write out these goals and then we can set our plan of how to get there. And again, if we have that purpose, then we have more of that drive to want to get there and we feel more motivated to follow through because it's something that we really want and ideally something that you enjoy. So there's no point setting a goal to run 10 kilometers, but you hate running because you're just never going to get there. So give yourself permission to do less by choosing things that you really want to do and saying no to the things that maybe aren't higher up on your priority list or the things that you feel that you have to do. But maybe if you sort of delve into it, you don't have to do those things. So just things to think about there that can be, you know, really helpful when we're looking at prioritizing what's important. But definitely on the guilt, I think getting rid of that, it can waste so much of our time and so much of our mental energy feeling guilty. And you know, that guilt can be around lots of different things. It can be at work and it can be at home, but guilt is not something that's serving us well. We often carry it and it is, you know, a physical and sometimes a mental load carrying that guilt. And if we can just let it go and it's not going to be as easy as, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to stop feeling guilty. But if we can catch ourselves in those moments where we're like, oh, okay, yeah, I feel bad, you know, I've got to work, but I really should be spending that time with my kids. We need to be able to reframe it and go, by working, we can provide so much more for our kids. And whilst we're working, they get to spend time with their you know, your other half, or it could be the grandparents, or it could be a close family friend, or, you know, it could be a babysitter that they're reforming a really lovely friendship with. So really reframing that sort of guilt and looking at all the positives that are coming out of the situation. And in the end, if it's something that we feel that it's not serving us in that we go, oh, look, we're working too much. We feel really guilty. We're not spending that time with our kids. If that's how we really feel, what can we do to change that? 
You know, is there a way that we can cut back on our hours or we can ask our boss for a pay rise so that we can drop a couple of hours a week? Or, you know, maybe there's your partner or somebody that you, you know, are living with that can take up a couple of hours so that you can cut back on yours and you can have a more even balance of work. So there's always other options. And sometimes I know we often feel stuck in certain, you know, positions that we may be in. And, you know, changing options might not happen overnight. It might be a work in progress, but I think exploring and thinking about some of those options, that's how we get to change where we're at. So that's another really important thing that we can be thinking about as well. And then finally, asking for help. So if we're giving ourselves permission to do less and we really want to do less, who can we ask for help? Can we ask our family or our kids to, you know, help us, let's just say, you know, mop the floors or empty the dishwasher or whatever it may be. So it takes some, you know, load off your shoulders. Could you ask them to walk the dog every day so that you don't have to feel like you have to fit that into your day as well? So where can we delegate tasks to other people? And that might be hiring it out, like I said, with the shopping. You know, if you can get your shopping done for $2 and 10 minutes, that's a pretty good trade-off to say 45 minutes of your time that you then could be using elsewhere. So being smart with our time and asking people for help and not being afraid to ask, because I think sometimes we sort of feel, especially as women, that, you know, we can do it all and we probably can, but it's a lot easier if we can ask other people to put their hand up and help us too. So, and sometimes it can be more fun. So if you can get your kids involved, you know, my um, husband the other day was mopping our outdoor decking just because being in Melbourne, we always get lots of wind. So there's always lots of dust and it ends up building up. So my girls were so enthralled with mopping. The two of them did it together and they thought it was the best job ever and they had so much fun. Like amazing. So, you know, kids don't have to be, you know, fully grown up. My girls are only six and eight and they had a great time mopping the floor. But things like that, ask for help, get other people involved and see where you can delegate. Because I know, again, it might feel hard, but when we're looking to really prioritize ourselves and give ourselves permission to do less, it can be a really helpful thing to do. Now, I know I said ask for help was our final one, but I just did, sorry, I just wanted to touch on consistency as well, because consistency can make a huge change when you're looking at doing less. And what I mean by that is if you are looking to lose weight, so say we want to lose weight, then doing that, having that consistency of having a healthy breakfast every morning or having that consistency of doing a workout each day and moving our body makes it so much easier in the long run to lose weight weight than going, okay, today I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast, but uh, I'm going to skip my workout the next three days. But then actually I'm going to eat nothing that following day because I need to make up for the fact that I didn't do my workouts or eat that healthy the last few days. And so you kind of go into that yo-yo stage of, you know, getting closer to your goal, moving away from your goal and that. Whereas if we can keep that consistency going and it becomes part of our routine, then it actually gets a lot more streamlined and we are doing less in the sense of stress and loading ourselves because we've created this routine that really fits in with our life. So 
creating that consistency can give you small wins as you go along and really lead to those big wins. So again, that shopping example, if you do the shopping once online and that first, you know, once or twice might be a little bit harder because you might need to learn how to do it. And that might need to take some time, but then subsequent times, because you can highlight favorites and make shopping lists, you can go in, you know, the following times and do it so much more quickly, probably in just a couple of minutes to have your shopping done. Then if you were just going to the shops that time, you know, it could be 40 minutes one week, it could be an hour the next week, because you've got to find some random things that you're not used to getting. So again, that time doesn't diminish. But if you can set these practices up and be consistent with that online shopping, then it makes it easier in the long run. So a couple of points there that are just really helpful that I think can help us do less. But Again, when it comes to giving ourselves permission, we are the ones in charge. And I often say to my husband that I think sometimes with how busy life gets and what we have going on, we forget that we are in control. We make our decisions. So it's not anybody else that's deciding, you know, that, you know, we want to go to work today, all the rest of it. We have to make the decisions and we can take control of our lives. And so therefore it's on us to make these changes, even if they're hard. And that's where if we can get support and we can ask for help and we can do it in just small stages, you know, creating just small healthy habits, then all of this together can help make those changes easier. But where I think, you know, if we can just remember that, you know, we, we are really powerful beings and that we can take control of our life, then when we want to make these changes and give ourselves permission to do less, then it's up to us and it's okay to want to do less and it's okay to say no to things because, you know, everybody has different priorities and priorities change too. So, you know, the priorities you had last year might not be the same as this year and that's okay. So giving yourself permission to do less is okay and something that you should be really proud of if you're changing things and making these decisions because they can be tough. But as I said, with all these sort of frameworks that you can pop in place, they can really give you some great support. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening in. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, make sure you jump across and subscribe via your favorite podcast app. And I'll see you again next week on the podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.